Well, we're going to jump into the Word here. It's good to be in God's presence. Amen. Good to worship with His people. And um, I am going to talk about Thanksgiving today. And so we're not going to jump to Christmas yet. We did sing a Christmas song, and I know the Christmas tree is out there. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and the power of Thanksgiving and how it relates. Is really, it's a, the language of heaven. Is part of the language of heaven is Thanksgiving. And so uh, I want to start with Psalm 100, verse 4. Very familiar to us who've been in church uh, a little bit, a little, little while. Sorry, this is dark. We need a new bulb in the projector, we think. So um, Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. There's been plenty of songs written from that psalm, Psalm 100. It, but it says one of the ways in, the doorway in to God's presence many times is giving thanks. You know, Bill Johnson, Pastor Bill Johnson in Reading calls this kind of God has divine protocol about things that you know, he's got a protocol, and he says, here's how you enter in. Here's how you begin to enter in. Start giving thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. Begin, begin to worship him. Begin to, begin to thank him for what he's given you. There is something that happens when you choose to do that, and it is a choice. You have to choose to do it. I mean, there's times when we're thankful. It's easy to be thankful. It's easy sometimes to be thankful at Thanksgiving. You know, we've got a bunch of family. We've got a bunch of food. Maybe for some of us, maybe for all of us, it's not a time of thanks. But for most of us, maybe it is a time of thanksgiving where there's a lot of joy, there's a lot of laughter, there's a lot of, a lot of fellowship, there's a lot of love flowing around. And so we can give thanks, but it's, it's harder sometimes to do that when it's a difficult time or when it's not a cheerful time, when there's not a lot of joy, when there's not a lot of thanks. And so uh, one, one of the things I was reminded of is... Uh, in our study when we went through strengthening yourself in the Lord is this, is when you're in that time, when you're in that hard time, that's an offering of praise and thanksgiving that costs you something. You know, in other words, when when it's going good, it doesn't cost you anything to thank the Lord, to praise Him. You know, it's, it's just a natural overflow. But when it's a time where it's very dark, where things are not looking as good, where there's seems like you're all alone when you choose to say, you know what, I'm going to begin to give thanks to God. That's an offering that costs you something. And it's also, that's a form of worship that we can only give here on earth. Because there will be no place, there will be no loss, there will be no grief, there will be no discouragement, there will be no loneliness, there will be no darkness when we're with God in heaven. If you're a believer in Jesus and you go out and live with Him in heaven, then you'll worship Him. But you will not have an opportunity to worship Him in the darkness, in the confusion, in the doubt. When you choose to give thanks now, you're giving an offering now that it's impossible to give on the other side when, when we pass on from this life into heaven. And so it says, enter His gates. So we gotta, you got to enter in sometimes. You have to make the choice to enter in. Not just one weekend a year. <laughs> Not just, or one day. You know, so, you know, have you seen that? Have you seen that thing on Facebook? And I know it's kind of cheesy. Um, but, you know, it says only in America one day we're giving thanks and being content. And the next day we're fighting over a TV or whatever at Walmart. And, you know, to get back in line. You know, it's like only in the United States of America. And so, um, you know, 
There's nothing wrong with shopping. I'm not, not going off on that. It's, um, but the point is, is that I want to be in that thankful place all the time. I want to learn to, to be and, and choose to be in those times. And I want to enter his gates with thanksgiving. It says, you know, enter his courts with praise. Of course, it's a picture of the temple. You know, you go in through the door, you're in the courtyard, and then you're drawing closer to God because there was a place where the holy of holies and the holiest place. You know, in other words, the point was you're drawing near to God. And so... Thanksgiving and praise and worship of God begins you drawing near to God. I mean, I challenge you. When you're mad at your, your spouse or your kids or your parents or a friend, start thanking God and worshiping Him and see what happens. I mean, choose to do it. It's going to be an act of your will. But, but see what happens. You'll begin to change the way you think. You'll even begin to change the way you feel. As Bill Johnson says, at feelings, you know, we don't follow our feelings. Our feelings follow our will, our choices. So when we, when we begin to operate in truth, when we begin to do the things that are really true, and being thankful is something that's really true, so it's, it's a part of the kingdom of God, it's a part of the reality of living as God's child, then we enter into truth and our feelings follow. Because our feelings can lead us somewhere else. If we follow our feelings, we just get led wherever. So that was, that was all free. Um, <clears throat> most of that's from, from Pastor Bill, I believe. So I'm just going to pass it on to you. So, but we, you know, Thanksgiving is a, is a powerful language. And I, I think it's part of the language of heaven. You know, when, when we get to heaven, you know, we, you know we're going to be giving thanks. We're going to be giving praise. And so Thanksgiving is one of the languages of heaven. In the book of Philippians, it says that those who are followers of Jesus are citizens of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. You know, last night we had a dinner with uh, Pastor Mark and Swavik. Uh, and if you're a guest, there are contacts in Poland uh, that we have connection with the church there. And so we were at, um, where did we eat? Clear Springs Cafe. And so we were at Clear Springs and Ashley and I got there first. And we said, we said to, the, to the lady who sat us, hey, there's the, the two guys that are with us, you'll know it's two European guys. You'll just know right away when they talk to you. Because you can tell by someone's language many times where they're from. You know, when you meet someone, when you go to another country, for those of you that haven't, when you go to another country, they'll know that you're from the United States of America. Just by the way you talk, by the way you act, by your perspective, you know, but many times just by the way you say things. You know, and so it's the same way with us as followers of Jesus. You know, the Thanksgiving is a language that identifies who we are a citizen of, what nation, what country, so to speak, the country of the kingdom of God. So, you know, we are identified with with that language. So someone knows when we're someone who gives thanks, they can identify. They should. Do they always in, in, in this country with believers in Jesus? No, they don't. Sometimes all you hear from Christians, Facebook, media, social media, is what's wrong. And so if we're always speaking a language that's not from the country we're from, how are going to people recognize where we're really from? If I'm really, if my citizenship is in heaven, Colossians 3 says this. It says this, 3 and verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts... On things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with God, with Christ in God. 
And it says, when Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. So there's, there's, a, there's a mindset that has to happen where I have to choose to give thanks. I have to choose to do that. You know, I have to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give thanks for my wife. There's times when my wife is not perfect. I know her parents are here so they can cover their ears. They're, she's not perfect. Oh, well, they already knew that. So, but I find, just to give you a little hint here, for those of you that are married, if I choose to give thanks for my wife, I notice the things that I don't like it less. The things that annoy me, there are only two. <laughs> On the other side for her, there's more than two. <laughs> okay, it's definitely an imbalanced marriage. She's great and I'm barely there. But <laughs> trying to make it. And so, you know, if I begin to give thanks, my perspective changes. Because why? My mindset has changed. And so, I encourage you, whether that's with your kids, whether that's with your coworkers, uh, find something to give thanks. Maybe just give thanks to God. Whatever it is, you can't find someone else, go, okay, God, I'm going to go with you. <laughs> I know there's something I can give thanks for to you right this time, so I'm going to choose to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to begin. I'm going to make that a, a, an entranceway. So when I find myself in negativity, in confusion, in discouragement, in doubt, in depression, I can say, here is a doorway out. Here's a doorway out. You know, I'm not trying to harp on marriages this morning because most of you don't even have your spouses because they're hunting or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, a whole lot of marriages could be changed if people would just begin to give thanks for who they have. Because then you, don't, you begin to focus on what you do have and what, not what you don't have. Thanksgiving puts my focus on what I've already been blessed with, not on what I haven't received yet. You know, there's a, been actually a study, there's been studies done that this actually physically affects our brains. Uh, while we're, while we're going to get there, why don't you go ahead and turn to Philippians 4. There's where we're going to finish up, is Philippians 4, so if you have your Bible, Philippians chapter 4. But there's, there's many studies, and I'm sure you've seen them before, um, where they talk about the effect of Thanksgiving on the brain. I found one that was very interesting. It was contrasting our brains on Thanksgiving versus our brains on Black Friday. Okay? And so it's the difference about giving thanks and buying something. Okay? So this is very fascinating. It says in a 2007 FMRI study, neuromarketing scientists found the brain's pleasure center lit up when people anticipating making purchases. So for those of you that get excited on Black Friday, there's actually something going on in your mind. You go, I'm going to buy something. <laughs> it's so exciting to buy something, isn't it? Okay, so it's actually, there's something wrong in your head. No, it is in your head. Um, purchasing items at a price we consider a bargain, other research has sown, gets us even more exciting than just buying in general. In fact, it activates the, I will probably say this wrong, amygdala region of the brain, a brain region involved in anxiety and fear response. So when we see a sign for 50% off, our emotions actually flare up and we react without thinking. Nearly the opposite effect of giving thanks, which sparks 
careful reflection. So for that person in your life, you know, so, you know, they're getting getting a rush for the sales. I mean, and look, it's working, people. It's working, right? (laughs) My favorite ad on, on Black Friday on TV you know, it flipped on the football game or whatever. I think some team won that was around here. Um, but it says it was the Walmart commercial. And it just, it just struck me so funny. Black Friday starts Thursday at 6 p.m. <laughs> like, those are two different days. Anyway, it was just kind of the thing. But you know that there is something going off in our brains when we get a deal. So it's like we are actually getting excited 50% off. I mean, never mind that it was 50% too high in the first place, but 50% off right here, right now, Dennis. <laughs> and so, you know, the study of the brain, so it's, it's releasing, you know, that, you know, drug in our brain that says, hey, this is something, the pleasure part of our brain, basically, hey, this is enjoyable. So it was interesting. They also study, uh, you know, there's been other, many studies as well as this one, uh, studying gratitude and in 2008, um, and one of the things says says this, uh, in our view, said Roland Zahn, a psychiatrist at King's College London who led the 2008 fMRI study, said, giving thanks, there's not one reward, reward system, but there are different types of rewarding emotional ingredients represented in different subcortical areas, portions of our brain, in response to gratitude. One important ingredient of gratitude is feeling attached to others. And then it says, similarly, Glenn R. Fox, a neuroscientist at the University of Southern California, USC, said that, said he's found that gratitude involves multiple brain regions beyond those involved with rewarding aspects of recognizing a benefit. In other words, areas associated with perspective taking, self-reference, referential processing, and moral awareness. And in other studies, they have also seen benefits. They saw the benefits of 2003, a study of 10 weeks of people simply writing down what they're grateful for. After 10 weeks, uh, those who kept a journal writing what they'd been more thankful for were more optimistic, had fewer physical ailments, and exercised more than people who wrote things down that annoyed them. It might even make you exercise more. I don't know. <laughs> That's what this one study says. It says other studies have linked gratitude to reduce depression, increased well-being, and increased personal well-being across different measures. So to sum it up, in other words, practicing gratitude might mean that I have my reward fix in my pocket all the time. I skipped around and summarized some things there. So isn't it fascinating that... Nothing wrong with buying something, but buying something gives us a little bit of a high. But it says giving thanks is affecting more of our brain than just a quick high. It's something that lasts. It's something that that changes things. It's something that can affect our, possibly even our physical well-being. There's there's a lot more studies that have seen that being thankful actually affects your health. Thinking about the positive things actually affects your physical body. I mean, of course, 
you know, the Bible talks all about that. Body, soul, and spirit are all related. So get your soul going. You know, you, you will prosper even as your soul prospers. And Third uh, John, you know, if you're prospering in your soul, your well, the well-being of your, your thought life and, and what you're focused on, it affects your emotions and your decision-making, your will is engaged. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on what I can be thankful for, that there's physically something that happens that we are actually benefiting in our physical body so that's really fascinating but god just says hey this is a good way this is how you get into my presence this is this is how you this is how you live life this is how this is how this is what it sounds like for someone who's in my kingdom who belongs to heaven someone who belongs to heaven this is how they talk so i'm going to close with philippians 4 and and uh, verses 4 through 8 says this rejoice in the lord always i will say it again Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's a good idea to have my mind on those things. Do those things sound like heaven? Those things sound like a mind that's set on heavenly things, whatever is true. I'm not, I'm not focused on lies. If I believe a lie, I'm gonna, everything I see is going to be filtered through that lie. Sure. Okay. That's awesome testimony. That's it. That's exactly right. You know, it's it's a choice. I'm I'm choosing to say I'm going to think about those things, whether it's my spouse, my kids, whoever you need to think about something good for. You know, Lord, show me something. You might need a revelation. You might go, God, give me a revelation <laughs> of something good. Okay, but let's let's think about those things. Here's the things my mind is going to going to be focused on. And it's interesting there one of my favorite verses is verse 7 where it says the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. Uh here's here's the number one thought I just had after reading this scripture. If I want to fully experience the peace of God, I have to release my right and ability to fully understand because it, it says the peace of God transcends my understanding. So if I'm going to hold on to understanding everything that's going on, I cannot fully experience the peace of God because the fullness of the peace of God goes beyond my understanding. I have to release that. I have to release my right to understand. To me, that's a powerful truth right there, right in that scripture there, that I can release 
Well, I don't understand a God and choose to give thanks. And it says, look, this is what happens. When you do that, the peace of God comes in, and the peace of God is a guard over your heart and your mind. Now, what, it, what that word literally means in Greek is like post a sentry or post a soldier over your heart and your mind. So if you can imagine this, when we begin to give thanks, when we begin to focus on the things that are good, true and admirable and praiseworthy, when we're offering our prayer and petitions to God, it says the peace of God comes and it's a guard over my mind and my heart. What a guard does is not only stops what comes in, but it also stops what goes out. So in other words, sometimes I need a guard not only what thoughts come in, but what thoughts I'm you know, kind of sending out. Kind of like Kim was saying, just, you know, I'm going to choose. I'm going to, I'm going to say this out loud so I think about it. You know, when you say something out loud, you'll think about it. Sometimes it's more powerful to, to say something than just to, just to think it even. But it also says our hearts. So in other words, my, my innermost being, my, my emotions, my desires, uh, who I am is, is guarded by the peace of God. You know, I need the peace of God to protect me, but I also need it to protect other people. Where something that doesn't need to come out of my heart, because what comes out of my heart it ultimately will eventually come out of my mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if something, if I find too much junk coming out of my mouth, it's not the mouth problem. I need to go into the heart. The heart is where the, where the problem is. God changes my heart. My mouth has changed. And so God says, I'm putting a guard over the, you know, just whatever picture. You know, I love, I love the picture. You know, if you want to put a gigantic warrior angel as the peace of God guard your heart and mind, whatever it is. If you want to put a soldier there, you want to put, you know, a soldier from back in time, whatever, whatever that, you know, I, I just kind of think of the, just like this sentry, you know, kind of a guy, maybe, you know, maybe like the British guys dressed up in their coat, you know, just, just lined up with a, with a gun, just kind of posting the guard. The peace of God will guard my heart and my mind. You know, that's a promise from God that I can hold on to. And I enter into that. One of the ways I enter into that is giving thanks by choosing to give thanks using the power that god has given us you know and see the the thing about this is all truth is god's truth so this works doesn't matter if you're a christian or not you meet a follower of jesus or not they're studying all kinds of people look they say hey look gratitude pays you know this is good this is good for your body this is good for your health because you know why it's god's truth you know everything that's really true you know will be beneficial to anybody you know, some people even, like, are very generous in giving. You know, they, they give more than 10% of their income away, even if they're not followers of Jesus. You know what? They end up being blessed. Because God says, hey, you know, give and it will be given unto you, you know. <laughs> and so it's like you're tapping into the principle of God's truth. And so God's truth is, is universal. And so anybody who taps into it is going to receive the benefits of living in the truth of the kingdom of God, a blessing of the kingdom of God. So, my challenge for you is to find that person, find that thing, find that situation. Maybe it's not right now, but the next time you face it and say, and stop yourself. Say, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to dwell on the thing that really makes me want to hurt somebody. <laughs> you know, people, people do things that make me want to hurt them. Okay, none of you. <laughs> not you <laughs> and it's my problem but <laughs> you know it's going to happen that's those that's, it's going to come but what is my response going to be when that happens again 
What is my response? I'm going to choose to say, okay, Lord, let me use this weapon that you've given me to fight against the destruction that's going to happen if I act on my feelings. I'm going to fight against what's going to happen in my life, in my marriage, my relationship with my kids, if I choose to let whatever is not pure, whatever is not right, dominate my thinking, and eventually it's going to harm somebody else. I don't want to do that. I want to speak the blessing. I want to speak what's pure and what's good and what's lovely. I want to speak thanksgiving. So, Father, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be in your presence today. Lord, help us not just do this as a seasonal thing. Help us remember this. Lord, I pray for every heart in here and every mind. Lord, the next time they're facing a storm, God, I just pray that you would remind them that one of these scriptures would come up, whether it's a scripture of, of speaking what's, thinking what's pure and, and lovely and admirable, to think about those things, that we'll make a choice. Lord, we'll, we'll speak it out with our mouths. We'll, we're not just giving thanks in our hearts. Lord, we're going to declare it with our mouths that we are, are thankful people. Lord, we're going to change our language. Lord, where our language sounds like you. Jesus, you were the, one of the most attractive people on earth when you were on earth. People were attracted to you. Part of it was the way you talk, the way you, way you love people, the way you communicate it. And so we want to have that same communication, that same heart, that same language, the language of heaven, the language of a blessing, the language of thanksgiving, God, in our lives. We invite you to do that. Lord, And we choose, Lord, even if we're facing a hard time, we choose to just say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship God. I am going to worship God. I am going to give praise to God. I'm going to choose to enter in. I'm going to choose to go through the door. I'm going to, I'm going to move from where I am to someplace different because I don't want to stay in this place, God. And if we don't want to stay in this place, you said we can enter in through this gate of thanksgiving. And so we choose to do that, God. In Jesus' name, amen.